with this week in TCG's number 24. For those without the visuals, we are actually going to cover this game with the card this week. Alright, this week, I didn't do it last time, so we're doing the super mega deluxe ultra premium kickstarted out, game founded out, crowdfunding um, edition this week, so like to hear it here it goes all right starting off we have altered the card game altered trading card game it's got its kickstarter coming out on january 30th of 2024 next year and this is a print and play abled uh tcg where you can have specific cards that are only unique to you in the world so crazy concept but they're gonna do it like i mean they buff and debuff the stats for like one person for one deck kind of takes key force to like another crazy level but um okay um they actually you and you can actually print and play right now if you can make out this this url right here kind of hard to get to don't think you can readily get to it from the site but anyway i've taken the liberties to download these guys let's kind of kind of look at the rules they uh come with six six uh starter decks six prototype decks and then also rules and accessories like tokens and such but but uh let's kind of read the rules though or let's read the prayer the player reference card though all right so game phases are the dawn phase first dawn is specific the first player changes so kind of like the world breakers game uh, ready your m word orbs we call them mojos and exhausted cards draw two cards from your deck put up to one card from your hand into your mojo area and apply add dawn effects in day phase, play successive turns, turn structure, free action step. You can activate any of your, I guess, discard with the X or tap effects. And then action step, play a card from your hand or from your reserve. This ends your turn or pass the turn. If you do so, you'll be the definitive for this day phase. Uh, once both players have passed, so like a back and forth type of thing sounds like, kind of like Star Wars Destiny. In the dusk phase, compare stats for each for each expedition and advance yours if you win in a type of region your expeditions are in. Night phase, send your characters from the expedition zone to your reserve and conserve up to two cards in your reserve and discard the rest. Got about three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine keywords such as after use and anchored and boost x a lot of cool stuff and icons on when i'm played so pretty much etb and when i play from hand and when i play from from the reserve tap fleeting and anchored cool stuff and then we have the bases i'm sure like where you're fighting over to get the most bases or whatever control of those and then we have the whole rule book but i'm not gonna and let's see how many pages it is Alright, so Jax will be the first player to join their two expedition tokens on the same tile of the map to win the game. 
kind of like a push and pull, tug of war type of thing. It looks like 12-page rule book, kind of like double space. Not too bad at all. Look forward to getting into this one. Might even mess around and print them out and do a flipping through the cards. All right, so that's altered. All right, next up, we got One Piece. For the One Piece card game banned and restricted list. I think these are the first banned and restricted cards so far for the game. Pretty much they hit up red pretty bad, so your red decks might be nerfed to all heck. Um, and this was effective on November 10th, which is today. Um, so a restricted card is Marco. He's down to one card. It's a five drop, 6K, KO, your turn on play, KO up to one of your opponent's characters with 3,000 or less, so that can pretty much decimate a blocker. The tutor's already done their thing, so pretty much getting blockers out the way. Then on KO, you may trash one event from your hand. You may play this character card from your trash. Yeah, that's crazy, crazy recursion. All right, so Marco's out of there. All right, then we also have Nami. She got hit up. She was a menace. She would tutor. Pretty much look at the top five cards of your deck. Reveal one straw hat. Um, that's not Nami. And add it to hand. Then place the rest at the bottom of your deck. So no more tutoring with Nami. She was a one-two. She got banned all the way out. So no copies of her per deck. And then Edward Newgate, the leader. Was he restricted or banned? Well, I mean, he had to be banned because there's only one of the leader. But, um, so pretty much Newgate, he was a 6K. But end of your turn, you add one card from your life to your hand. So it's kind of crazy card advantage. Plus one in every turn. And it was a 6 life. And uh, Curly D to Don, 3K on play. Look at the tutor for a red character. So just straight up red. No kind of specific, just red. 2-3 with the counter one on it and that's a band so like way too much tutoring going on well like you know top deck and top five and but uh in the restricted cards edward newgate the nine drop 10k and pretty much everything is red in radical beam and moby dick that was the stage that was there from the beginning so their stage got hit up plus two the white beard pirates if newgate is your commander or whatever leader and also one blue card um, got hit up. That is Kobaji. That is banned. Yeah. All right, so banned list on One Piece. And also uh, Bandai reveals next One Piece card game booster set, The Wings of the Captain. That's OP6. 449 for the packs now. I think they used to be $4, but inflation, you know. And we got some Hearthstone news. Big Hearthstone news. Check that out. Next expansion, Showdown in the Badlands. We'll look back at all of the other sets in standard. Voyage to the Sunken City. What we're looking at, talking about these catch-up packs. Sure, what they are all about. Ketchup packs contain up to 50 cards based on how many cards you've collected from previous sets. The ketchup packs for our next expansion, Showdown in the Badlands, will look back at all of the other sets in standard Voyage to the Sunken City, Murder at Castle Nafria, March of the Lich King, Festival of Legends, and Titans, and check how much of these sets you've already seen. For the expansion with the most uncollected cards, you'll get more stuff, and you can get up to 10 cards from each. 
Honestly, I'm going to show you what it looks like. Take a look at what just a single catch-up pack looks like for a player returning to standard after a couple years away. And I probably haven't played in a year, so hopefully they really go ahead and give me these catch-up packs so I can go on and test the waters. 50 cards in one pack. It's flashy! You're like a little pizzazz on the Hearthstone team. Okay, let's take one more look, but I think we can do better. This time we'll open a bunch of catch-up packs all at once with our recently released mass pack opening feature. I love that. Nothing I hate worse than having to sit there like and manually open one pack at a time when you got 100 packs, which I do on this channel for my game, which I can't think of the name of my game right now. I'll think of it in a second. My game is is eternal. That's my game. All right, 748 cards with the mass pack opening. That is what's up. A lot of cards! We really hope that this will help you get back into the game or maybe help a friend to pick up where they left off. Everyone is going to get two catch-up packs to open, and everyone here, plus BlizzCon collection holders out there, is going to get three more. Plus, if you pre-order an expansion bundle, good news. Yeah, so sounds like everybody gets two packs, and then we got even more Hearthstone big news. Big this. <laughs> Introducing Battlegrounds Duos mode. Now you can grab a buddy and play against three other teams with brand new mechanics that let you collaborate like never before. This isn't just queuing up with friends. New Battlegrounds where it's kind of like a two-headed dragon. And hope you don't face each other, is it good? Nope. I mean, it can be fun to party up and then knock your own friends out of the lobby. We're not judging. But what we on the team have long wanted is a bona fide mode uh, where you can work together and win together. Internal playtests have been an absolute blast, as I'm sure some of you on the show floor can already attest to, and we're so excited to finally share the details with you all. Though, before we get into it, I want to give a really quick disclaimer. Duo's mode is early on in development and won't be officially launched until next year. But here next year. at BlizzCon, we have an exclusive sneak peek, so you all get to be the first players to try it out. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> so let's break down exactly how Duo's mode works. When a game starts, you and your teammate will each get to pick one of several hero options as normal. For example, let's say I pick Reno Jackson, and Mitchell picks Dino Tamer Brand. Let's go League of Explorers! Here's what a typical turn one looks like for each teammate. As you can see, I have my own board in Tavern, so does Gia. I also have my own gold in Tavern tier, so if I buy or sell, refresh or freeze, tier up or hero power, it will not affect Gia's board. That's right, we have all this stuff separate from each other. But the one thing we do share is our health total. Each team starts with 30 health, and their combined armor is the combined total of both heroes' armors that you see during hero select. Alright, I think we're ready to zoom out a bit. And there's like, in-game spectator mode, so you can see everything your partner's doing on their turn, so that sounds neato torpedo. When's the last time I played Battlegrounds? It's been so long. All right, but moving on, we got Force of Will. They have a new set, Masterpiece Pilgrim Memories, a new booster set um, set to hit on January 24th of 2024. And this is going to be a booster set inspired by the Grim Cluster. And it contains 20 rulers found in four different sets and features three new support cards of each of these rulers. Wild concept. I think it's like uh, kind of like a masterpiece set, it sounds like. But anyway, Force of Will coming. All right, and then we got Godzilla stomping into Universes. So get your promo on November 3rd. Hopefully, this leads to a whole Godzilla set. I know uh, Chrono Clash just had one years ago, but maybe Universes will also get a Godzilla set. And, uh, and of course, Magic had one recently, too. And more universes, UVS news. They've also got Attack on Titan coming as well. So it's no longer just a My Hero card game. They've also got Yu Yu Hakusho coming sets and a Cowboy Bebop set coming as well. 
be on the lookout for those guys. All right, key forwards. Uh, last time I talked about the key forwards, um, the groom reminders set um, crowdfunding. They had about 400k. Now they're at 500k, and we got a new pin that's a stretch goal that was unlocked. So we get a pin of like a pack of house guy toy. Looking forward to rocking that pin on stuff. And they've clocked the whole 500k, I think 590k at this point, and then like about 10 more k looks like until they can until we get this $600,000 level, and that is an Awakenings pack. And what that is, it's kind of like a savior of Keyforge pack, but it's got this kind of radical uh, little um, kind of like lightning bolt frame on the cards. Hopefully we can get that unlocked soon. I know I put in my uh, 100 bucks, so be on the lookout for that. Moving on to Larry and Community College. He just, um, at his 10-year uh, anniversary, he's got up to 900K. So, take him out for a second. Oh, hello. I am about six weeks late, but this is Tolarian Community College's 10-year anniversary. What's more, I just hit 900,000 subscribers. So maybe by my 11-year anniversary, I'll celebrate by being the first Magic Gathering YouTube channel to hit 1 million subscribers. It's amazing to think that it's been a decade for me as a YouTuber because I worked as a college... Biggest Magic YouTuber. Always enjoy his content. Great stuff. Alright, and then more Magic news. Sure, you've already heard. Should have covered this last time, but didn't. We got Marvel coming to... Magic together. The first time you see those pages, everything changes. They're a gateway to new worlds, new possibilities, new realities. They invite you to explore the edges of your imagination and find yourself along the way. You share your heroes with the people you love and watch them embark on adventures that will last forever. There's really only one word to describe it. Magic. No, like, specific cards that we can see yet, but it's on the way. All right, and then also we got some pictures of the Fallout cards they said to release on March the 8th. And then with this Fallout set, they bring in energy back, so that's like a alternate resource besides lands and mojo. They got energy, so, like, that's an alternative CD resource that you can use. Also, some more mechanics that they have in this set is radiation. There's a radiation token that says at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, so main phase one, if you have any rad counters, mill that many cards for each nine land card milled this way, you lose one life and a rad counter. Milling cards, getting those rad counters, spend those rad counters on radical things, I'm sure. And uh, there's a junk token that's added. I've never seen that myself, but uh, tap this, sacrifice this artifact, exile the top card of your library, and you may play that card this turn. Activate only as a sorcery. Uh, plenty of creatures use a similar effect, but now, like, it's a token, though. 
And there's a, a litany of commander decks, I think four or five of them too, to come out with this set too, with the dog and everything. And the Murders at Karlov Manor set gets a date. And that's going to be coming out on February 9th, 2024. This is like the um, non-Innistrad body hard type of hard set. And there's also a Ravnica-themed Clue Lord game that's also set to be tied to this release. Murders at Karlov, Murders at Clue. Alright, uh, and MCG Moxman, he believes that this coming Black Friday and Cyber Monday will see the last Amazon dump because, because Hasbro has slimmed the product lines and the stock is dwindling and they're course correcting. They got rid of the brawl decks, they got rid of the weird set jumpstart sets, and there's no epilogue sets probably to come in the, in the time future i mean in the near future and uh set and draft boosters have merged into play boosters so less product to keep up with and this year probably for black friday we'll probably see like a lot of commander masters but probably not any kind of eldrain or caldheim and all that so that's the business and in the main deck podcasts he says that the main day podcast is coming to an end at episode 35, Dan of Main Deck. And then why he says that is because he's going to make four, count them, four different podcasts covering uh, Grand Archive and Universes, Altered, and Star Wars Unlimited. This is going to be bi-weekly podcast, all hosted by Dan with another co-host. And the reason for doing this is because generalist TCG content seems to mess up your algorithmic uh, searches. The the uh, um, the YouTube algorithm kind of hates on you doing multiple things. They just want you to focus on one TCG, which I hate to do. But but if I were smart, I would do that. Was kind of gaining some traction with key with keyforge, but and what do you do? And um. So this comes on the heels of the Booster Pack Network also restructuring. They haven't dropped the video in like a couple of months. And it seems like they're going to be transitioning to modern card games like current stuff versus their retro stuff that they were uh, focusing on. I really enjoy their retro stuff, but we'll see how the Booster Pack Network comes back. And uh, yeah, good luck to Dan of the, of the main deck. I guess we'll uh, keep an eye on them, see what they do. All right, on to the crowdfunding. Starting off with GameFound this time. We got a singularity.exe. This one is coming live in three days. I've been seeing a lot of good stuff about this game. I'm just going to kind of glance at it right now. But this is a game where, like, you have, like, extra decks. And then, like, you might have, like, three cards in, like, the extra deck that you can access the top one every turn. And then you got to remember what's in the extra decks and what's in like the opponent's extra deck and then you can only pop off what's at the top and then next turn you can only get the thing that's under that so that sounds very interesting i think it's like a five lane game or something something like that but i'll go into it into more detail in the coming weeks probably next episode the card layout looks pretty cool 
so, so I mean, it looks like maybe three lanes and then something right there, getting to know your characters. You got to get to know your characters, so this is more of a, like, a lifestyle game. Yeah, cool stuff. All right, on to Avion, season three. Avion on the channel. Great game. My name is Elsa. This is my story. I know, no, come on, Elsa. Don't make it about you. Remember, use your alias. Let's take it from the top guard. <coughs> Thank you. Oh, yes, of course. <coughs> my name is Sparrow. This is the story of my land, my people, and the nobility that exploit them for their own gain. I will topple the Baron Moon with an arrow so perfect, so beautiful. You're focusing on the arrows again. Ugh, you're right. Scratch that. First, I will stop those dastardly brigands and ruffians from waylaying our people on the roads. They've been emboldened by the lawlessness that swept the land. It's time we take up our bows and put an end to their skullduggery. Next, I will save us from the executioners. Those bagheads have started hunting down us common folk because the Baron pays them to silence any who'd speak. And they're getting away with it, too. Finally, I'll go down as the greatest archer. Maybe so, but... <laughs> Sorry, it's just so fun. I will bring the Baron to justice once and for all. I don't care if I have to breach this very castle to end his tyranny. Once he's been dethroned, things can finally return to normal. The kingdom might feel like home again. Yes. <laughs> I can't let my people suffer any longer. It's time to take action. It's time to take back the crossroads. <laughs> Being this dashing isn't easy. What if you added a uh, zinger at the end? Maybe it will become your new catchphrase. Ah, okay. <clears throat> Are you willing to pledge to save the crossroads? Your answer will point my arrow either at your foe or your... Yeah, uh, one of my favorite dueling card games, and that's uh, 80k plays on it by 529 backers. And you can get the season pass, everything for $100 versus $120. With fancified new kind of art. And sits and storage solution looks great. All right, and uh, Earthbound Rangers, I mean, Earthborn Rangers, people have been talking a lot about this one lately. It's got a campaign coming soon, campaign preview. It's got uh, a second pregnant with expansions, and I think this is kind of like environmentally good printing that they do, and like it's an RPG slash CCG thing. Want to get my hands on this at some point. Earthborn Rangers. Alright, and then Fables in. Let's hear from Let's hear from the unfiltered gamer about this game, Fables End, which I should be getting, but I don't know. Fine. But it's just not like super cohesive as far as a new player jumping in and understanding why you want to do any one of these three attacks. And they're gonna suffer because of that. And I think for the first few rounds, like, they're gonna learn this. And yeah, it's gonna it's one of those tight things too. I think just like most TCGs, you're probably not gonna win your first game if you're playing in somebody who's more on the professional level where he's played a few more times than you. Um, as well as understand that this game here is a mix of one TCGs. It's not like a slow burn. Once you get to that third or fourth turn, you're dropping almost your whole hand down. And especially when you've got six or even five of these shields out. Bam, bam, bam. And you can just bring them in and snack, snack, snack. snack. Believe you win by having seven shields on your field. Yeah, and the game can end in like a wham, and it can be over. That being said, that's perfectly fine. That feels a bit like Yu-Gi-Oh! It's got a little magic in here, it's got a little bit of Hearthstone, it's got a little bit of everything, which I really, really like. It functions very well, and it has some uniquenesses to it. All the different abilities function a little bit differently than most of the TCGs I've played. The spelling section, the fact that if you get that seven shield out in the game is also very unique. And yeah, seven shield, that's one in-game condition. These stories and how these function, how you can utilize them, how they can be destroyed, is also unique. So it's also just to be in a game, just to choose who goes first. It's actually going to be a push-your-luck system or a, a bidding system. That looks a lot like Legend of the Five Rings. Love that game. Something that can cost you potentially one story card quite soon. Uh, the artwork. Fable's End has amazing artwork. All the characters, all the art, all the graphic design is so easy to understand. Uh, after I've showed you this this card game, you will know fairly quickly what they all do. This is a shield. This is magic. You get that, right? Or, or a resource. Uh, this is a character. And most of all your parts of characters are shields. I don't think of anything else other than just the story cards. The top represents the cost. This is the story damage, the main damage. And this is going to be the losses you suffer. Over here is your rushed attack. Story damage, main damage, different types of damage. defenses, and then your main abilities. And once you play just a few rounds of play, you'll understand them. And you can remember the abilities, because there's not a huge amount. It's not like a lot of these TCGs. There's a story, like some kind of fable going on in the game. Or whatever, that have like hundreds of different abilities. This one here specifically, as of now, only has about five to ten unique specific keywords. 
is going to be important for you for each of the decks. There's more specific ones, obviously. But yes, it, it, the graphic design works, makes this thing very legible, very understandable. And the artwork that goes along with each of the decks feels like your own unique personalized deck. And they're beautiful. This is, I would say, probably an 8 to 10 out of 10 for each of the different types of art on, on each of the decks in the game. Quality of components. This is a prototype. It may be changed when the new version is when the game comes out. But as it stands right now, this is a perfectly playable game. I'd happy, happily to purchase the game. Um, maybe with just uh, different, maybe just in baggages. So. so, glaring approval from the unfiltered gamer. All right, on to Soul Forge Fusion. They got the digital app about to come out. They got the uh, crowdfunding on that. And let's check out Justin Gary talking about Hello. it. It is Justin Gary here, CEO of Sunday Entertainment, one of the co-creators of Soul Force Fusion. Thank you to show off all the cool things that are currently happening in the Soul Force Fusion. The game co-designed with Richard Garfield. Now, I'm filming this ahead of our Kickstarter, so we're still in our pre-alpha phase. There's a lot of things that are coming, but I just wanted to show off some of the cool things that are happening so you can see how far along we really are and all the excitement that is available to you. So let's get started here. So we first we have our collection screen. Now here you can see all the fuse decks that I have made. So these are decks I have built in my account. Uh, one of my favorites is Game and Dream. It's one I play most often, so it shows up here. You can see I pick which of my Forgeborn I'm using. You can actually switch the Forgeborn uh, as you go forward uh, if you want to from the screen. It shows you all of the creatures, all the level cards that are in the deck. This deck, as you might expect, is all about gaining life. Uh, and of course, this is a game where you slap together two half decks to make one deck draining some from the opponent and slow and like you can uh, scan in your decks that you have physically and play with those decks in the app We'll be whittling them away, really built around Gold High Sire. So this is a really fun deck uh, that I love to play. And so there's a bunch of those. You can also see all the faction decks that I've scanned into my account. There's the generic ones that are going to be included when you download the game. So everybody can have one of each of the factions that will be available. So you can play, even if you don't have any tabletop decks already. But if you do, then you have all of our uniquely named decks. And again, you can just look at those and see those and see how they develop. We also have an opportunity to favorite your decks um, that is being built in so that you can see um, if you have, so let's say, hundreds of decks, uh, it'll be easier for you to find your favorites uh, and filter for those. So uh, it's also very. They're actually beating KeyForge with this implementation, with like a real official uh, app implementation. It's kind of crazy. Easy to add decks from SoulForgeFusion.com. You can just scan in any of your physical decks, and then eventually we will have a storefront as well. Well, I mean, you know, Fantasy Flight, they just kind of pretty much let it wither on the vine. Allow you there. We also have a filter that also helps you to find the factions and decks that you want. You could say, we just want to show off the decks that have Nova in it. We can apply that, and now you can see only the decks that have Nova in it. So we really advanced as nice. possible with the collection screen to make it much easier for everybody to be able to see what you want and build out everything. Um, so there's an exciting piece so there. So it looks like there's only so, uh, eight Forgeborn right now. Two for each color. All right, but yeah. And, uh, man, I have not been looking at the campaigns, though, but, um, this is early access, looks like. And also, they're bringing out the third set, so 63k pledged of a 10k goal, 779 backers, six days to go. And what do you get with what you're getting? You're getting $49 digital starter kit. $10 early access. I probably need to get in on that. You know, digital and booster box of the last winner next set. What like is that the old set? I guess it's the next set for $99. Good stuff. Alright, onto this game, Colossi. Check them out. Looks like a base game. Prepare three hands at a time. Find synergies between your cards and a unique combination of environments and items. Since there are millions of possible combinations, you'll never play the same. Read one of those. Alright, wager guess allowed who will win this skirmish. If you're correct, draw two cards from your deck and prepare them on the next environment drawing. If you're wrong, discard all of your prepared cards everywhere. Sounds like some good Marvel snapping right there. Plus one power for all of your Cyclone gate cards here. Plus two power for all your electric cards here. Cyclone, pick up all items on all environments and put each of them on any of the environments. Each environment can still only have a maximum of three items. So 
very Marvel snappy, but with cool like stuff that you can do in person, like guessing and different kind of different things. But yeah, they got seven thousand of a ten thousand dollar goal. One hundred backers, twenty six days to go. Looks like they'll do well. Four decks of twenty four player cards. So yeah, it looks great. And uh, what do you? And how much is that? That's uh, thirty dollars to get the game. Be the first to receive the game at a discounted price, straight from the manufacturer. Thirty dollars plus, of course, shipping and annoying dealing with pledge with pledge managers. All right. Uh, and next up, we got Nostalgics back for their set three. Manufacturers and partners come up with some of the coolest cards you have ever seen in your life. With unique takes on holographics and texture, we've been able to improve the card game. Work with amazing manufacturers and partners come up with some of the coolest cards you have ever seen in your life. With unique takes on holographics and texture, we've been able to improve the card game beyond even what we thought was possible in the beginning. We've created jumbo cards with stunning multi-textural prints. Fully metal cards just like the ones in this Kickstarter. Custom heroes for several community members and social media leaders around the world. Two diverse sets and several subsets, and through all of this we've gained the approval of PSA, Beckett, CGC, DSG, all the way down to even Australian companies like ICG. For players, Nostalgics is a refuge. For card games that we played growing up like Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, Nostalgics offers a few- Yeah, so third set, they're still going, but that's, uh, they've got about 30k of their 50k goal. 23 days ago, 95 backers, and a how to play in two minutes, we very much appreciate that, and you can get a time traveler dubs, and this is a, a space set, like, okay, uh, so $29 elite hero box, $50 two of those boxes, $65 booster box, and $79 if you're not early bird, they've got $62 left of that early bird and right now you can get nostalgics on ebay like a whole booster box for thirty dollars the first set i'm gonna gotta grab one of those at some point all right and then we have fuzzlets a personalized card game the first card game in the whole wide world where you can create your own fuzzlets and play with them Unleash your imagination. Draw your own original characters or use our iOS app to upload your drawings or photographs. Sparkle them with fuzz and design your unique set of cards. Then get your... This is something new. Like, you know, before, like, you need a contest for this, but now you can just straight up do it. One-of-a-kind game printed and delivered by us. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Alter, but different. There's cutest fuzz. The goal of the game is for the players to build a pyramid of fuzzlets with their cards. The first player looks like you have to have adjacent colors by adjacent. Who finishes their cards wins the round. Horizontally, you can place the cards as you please. Vertically, you can place one card above at least one card of the same color. Unless in more than one cases, the fuzzlets set their own rules. <laughs> Beware. Some fuzzlets can sting. They can make you swap your entire hand of cards with your neighbors just when you're about to win. Ouch. Others protect you and reverse any spell a card can cast on you. All in all, the unpredictable fuzzlets will keep you on your toes. And Looks adorable. And they've got 12k of their 10k goal. 20 days ago, 104 backers. Sounds like it's French or something. Or some kind of African or something. 
a $29 pre-made game, our Fuzzlets. The Fuzzlets Storybook for $89 for two to six players. Custom rug combo, $109. That's something new. Got a rug. I didn't see that bean bag of magic before, but now they got a rug. Plushy fuzzy combo, $189. They're doing something different. I like it. Alright, and then Wizards of the Grimoire with the expansion set, Shifting Sands. People love this game. They swear about this game. Right back using ancient magic relics. Now they cast off their Shroud of Secrecy, ready to confront the council head on. Shifting Sands is an exciting addition to Wizards of the Grimoire, the two-player strategy card game. Play it as a standalone game or as an expansion to the base game. Draft a mix of spells from over 70 unique options. Spend mana and cast spells to confuse and counter your opponent. Spells in your repertoire must cool down, so be sure to time your spell usage and plan ahead. Use the powerful new spell type, Relics, to release ancient and powerful magics as a one-time effect. Most importantly, build an engine of spell combinations to deal devastating damage and destroy your opponent. In a world where magic is power, will Sablehaven be saved in Wizards of the Grimoire Shifting Sands? Yeah, spells have cooldown. That looks to be the main feature. People swear by this game. They love it. All right, and what do you get? $35. You can get the standalone expansion, and it's a standalone expansion. Actually, $26. That does not sound bad at all. I might jump on that. And uh, $26. Yeah, standalone expansion. You can get the base game and the standalone expansion for $51. And two of them for $95. Retailer kit. Great art. The people seem to love it. I'm obsessed. Space Biff, Board Game Dave. I'm obsessed. Chairman of the Board, a Stroke of Genius. A surprise delight, so very wrong about games and the Legion of games. It just freaking works. Uh, the Hungry Gamer and a board game co and the chairman of the board, they all love it. All right, moving along, we got Dragondale. Got a $4,000 up a $3,000 gold, 25 days to go. They don't really have a video per se, but looks like some kind of, I mean, it looks pretty innovative, looks different. Our gameplay, while many strategy games try to create complexity for, I mean, from combining a multitude of simple mechanics, we instead focused on fewer mechanics that naturally scale in size and depth. This, along with the simultaneous play, uh, let's Dragondale offer deep gameplay without the downtime. Dragondale players compete to be the first to establish a village and a land teaming with wild dragons. Each round, players will individually face off against a wave of dragons attacking their village. They'll use the warriors from their village, magical orbs mined from the land, and even tame dragons to fight back. And if a player wins a battle, they'll gain a new character in their village. However, this will also increase the size from the following wave of dragons. The first player to create a village with six people and defeat the subsequent wave is the winner. Nice little win con. And Dragondale has played over a series of rounds for an an overview in the in a round see this detailed preview 
craft, draw magical orbs to aid your battle, keep them, or use them to craft even more powerful orbs. Cool, breed, draw dragon cards to aid or hinder others, keep them. Kind of like dragon dice. Use them to breed stronger dragons. Command, assign commands in secret to your warriors and your dragons. Nice battle. Use your warriors, orbs, and dragons to fight off hostile dragons. Alright, looks very interesting. And uh, so what do you get that for? $40 for one base game. Two base games, 75, three, four, 100. Five, four buck, 50. Looks good. All right, and then Wartide, I think I covered them last time, but they got nine days to go, 20K or 25K. Soldier, I understand you've never seen anything like this before. The damn it, man, you need to fight. Lay your units and capture the enemy fields. Two, three by three. Enter territory with a special abilities. Season 1 includes the Impera, Kagawa, and Null Factions. Who will you choose? Back Wartide, now on Kickstarter. Single starter date, $20. Three starter date, $51. I understand you Looks good. Alright, on to the Realm of Eclipse. Realm of Eclipse is a fascinating game filled with various tactics and strategies. Understand the compositions and abilities of the units and divine strategies that will lead you to victory. You must choose one of the three races, each with its own unique abilities and charms. Gather your army. Select two hero units with special abilities and five to seven ordinary units. Place units on the battlefield according to their costs and how each unit will be used. Remember that each race has distinctive, unique artifact cards. How will you make the most of each unit and its power? To win, you must... Okay, so you got tiles and a hand of cards. That seems pretty unique. Sure, they did it back in the early 2000s, but I missed it, though. Destroy all enemies or be the first one to seize the opponent's sacred equipment. Realm of Eclipse can also be played by three players. Bring the sacred equipment, which begins on top of your territory, to the altar figure in the middle of the battleground. Whoever first reaches the center altar figure and places... Looks amazeballs, but they've got 19 days to go, 1,500 of their 5,000 gold, 43 backers. Hopefully they make it to where they need to be. And you can get that for $70 at a 30% off rate. They'll get you the box for the game. In a deluxe edition, $85. I don't see how that math works. Oh, $85 is 15 more. Yeah, so that's... Realm of Eclipse. All right, on to Wonderland, one that, frankly, collecting is a fan of. 25K of their 20K gold, 90 backers, 25 days ago. And there's been a little drama with this game because it clearly looks like AI art, but the guy says that he drew the art but used AI to touch it up. 
what kind of what kind of relishing did he do on that statement? I don't know, but the art looks great though. He's got that cool little uh, graphic on those full arts. I like it. All right, so fifteen dollars will get you two booster packs. Uh, Twenty bucks, four booster packs. Eight booster packs for forty. And a whole structure deck, forty bucks. Yeah, that was the gameplay. Don't really see it right here. I see it right here, but okay. Dive into the thrilling world of Wonderland trading card game, a captivating blend of excitement and tragic and strategy. Since they didn't make a video, okay, they got a front row, champion zone, back row spells and draw spells. I mean, it looks a lot like Yu-Gi-Oh, and then it looks like a extra zone, super champion zone. Band zone, probably extra deck place, battlefield, discard. Alright, looks like familiar stuff. But yeah, that's uh, Wonderland, check them out. And Tally Morse. They got about 4,000 of their 6,000 gold, 20 backers, 22 days to go. Uh, 20 bucks will get you Dabbler, 5 booster packs. 25 will get you probably that same 5 booster packs. $50 to get you a box. Yeah. Very much the AI art. Got six colors. Two players. 40 to 60 card deck. 30 to 45 minutes to play. I like that layout of the cards. LP. Life points maybe. And then attack 50. Defense 40. Basically a 5-4. Three gems that you need to maybe cast it. Three purple. And then looks like that card evolved. No. And then reading cards. I like their graphics on there. Alright, and then that's it for the TCGs. And then one bonus, we got this Warcraft Rumble game that came out. Looks a lot like the Clash of Clans or Clash Royale. Uh, they like announced this at the Blizzard kind, I believe. Two as well. But just came out like what a few days ago. Alright, let's check out that video for Warcraft Rumble. One of the first things you'll notice when playing through the PvE in this game is that every single boss you fight has their own unique abilities. And on top of that, some of them will get accompanied by other bosses with their own unique abilities. Therefore, my first tip is at the start of each match, while the game is still paused, go around the map and tap on each of the exclamation marks to check what each unit does. This will give you a good idea of what to expect during the match and hopefully lead to an easy victory for you. And just to note that you can do exactly the same thing with all the other regular minis in the game by simply pausing the game and tapping on them to see what they do. Where you place your minis is actually one of the most important parts of this game. One tiny change in the position of your mini can mean the difference between total success and total failure. So make sure that when you place your minis, you think about exactly where you put them. For instance, if you're going to use this drake to take on these murlocs, don't put it in between them so it's kind of... Shout out Card Game Emporium. He plays this game a bunch. Love his channel. Fire only hits one at a time. Instead, put it somewhere like here so it hits both of them. And if you're using a low health unit like the Banshee that can die in one or two hits, make sure you put them a little out of range of your... So as important as positioning is, it could be argued that the combination of minis is actually even more important. The combination not literally combining them, but dropping them close to each other, it looks like. We just looked at Molten Giant and Drake is actually one of my favorite combos that dominates and all the minis come up against. They should be able to handle it. Most of the minis in this game are restricted to being placed in these blue areas around your main base. Guys, you can summon outside of that blue area. It's because you might be waiting for a while. 
And my fifth and final tip comes from some of the best players in PvP. Gold management is key in this game. In gold mines, gold usually spawns every 30 seconds, and treasure chests spawn every 45 seconds. So we have to make sure our kobold is placed on time to collect each of them. Also, try to kill the enemy kobold whenever possible. In PvP, there's a lot of tug and war to claim the mines and chests, so they use unbound units to deny kobold to steal chests. If you're not sure what unbound minis to use, the Alright, so that's been this week's NTCG is number 24. Come back in another couple weeks for this weekend TCG is number 25. And it's going to be all the way live.